Business development is at the intersection of sales and marketing. But how do you identify your ideal customer or client, the one that's ready, willing, and able to buy from you? My next guest, award-winning marketer Steve Napolitan, author of Capture Clients, Close Deals, has some answers for you, so stay tuned. This is Business Confidential Now with Hannah Hassel-Kelchner, giving you the inside scoop on how to ignite more business success by doing the right things in the right way. Brought to you by Business MO LLC. Steve Napolitan helps you grab the attention of your perfect client, lead them to your product or service, and increase your sales. He does it using his client capture process, a scalable, customizable system that he says has helped his clients make millions. Steve focuses on bridging the gap between a company's brand and their target markets by providing innovative marketing and communications with measurable effectiveness. Steve's been recognized by national media as a pioneer in the new media marketing. He's produced award-winning content, including hundreds of advertising, marketing campaigns, and internal promotions for companies such as Apple, Intel, Charles Schwab, and Nestle, just to name a few. His branding and storytelling talent even extends to films and television. Interestingly, his last TV series, Livin' Loud, was picked up by MTV Australia for primetime broadcast and has been sold since then into other markets around the world. Steve's recent book, Capture Clients, Close Deals, is also an international bestseller, number one. In a nutshell, this author, speaker, and coach has developed and taught proven systems to make marketing and sales much simpler, less salesy, and much more fun. No convincing and no chasing. And today, he's going to share a few of those tips with us. So let's bring him on now. Welcome to Business Confidential Now, Steve. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thanks for having me, Hannah. Well, I'm excited to have you. You do some fascinating work bridging the gap between a company's brand and their target markets, making that magic connection with the ideal customer or client, the one that loves what you have to offer. You're like Match.com for businesses. That's awesome. Yeah, I think it has to be the match. I think the days of taking, uh, like if you thought of a puzzle piece, you know, there were sales tactics out there and we kind of all know of them, these, you know, these sales trainers that kind of just smash the puzzle pieces together, put a lot of glue and tape on them and, you know, just look at closing as much revenue as they can. And, you know, with, with how fast information moves, it can put a huge bad reputation on, on a company's image really, really quickly. It's so important that we're actually finding the match. And I even like to call the target audience our wow client, even going beyond the target who are we really meant to work with? Who are going to be those wow experiences where then we're going to get those raving reviews that's going to extend into the marketing, increase more business. So it really is about finding a match. Just if we think that way, and when you find the match, it just makes everything else more explosive. It just it, uh, increases the, the value of the business overall. So it's so crucial to find those matches. I like this term, yeah. the wow client. Tell me more about the wow client, what that means to you, and how they're different from other clients that have money and pay. Well, you know, that's interesting that you brought it right to that, the money and pay part. I mean, that's for so many people, like in so many businesses, we're looking at that 
you know, our P&L and we're looking at our revenue. Are we increasing sales? And we can get so functioning around the money that we lose the intention of the business. But if we really think of the core principles of almost any very successful business, whether it's product or service, we have to think of what's the intention of our product or service? Who, what challenge are we trying to solve? What value are we adding to the marketplace? And so we have to bring ourselves to those those intentions, which brings us to our wow clients, you know, almost every business I've worked with, they have a select few that are those amazing clients where, you know, you leave and your heart's beating faster, you know, the client's heart is beating faster, whoever's leading it, even if you're working with a corporation, whoever your direct contact is, you know that you're making a difference in their life or in, in the business's life. And, that is amazing. Like you just get that feeling. And now I always say, what if all of your clients were at that level? And I know it's possible because I've taken some of my clients to that level now. So it actually is a little bit about creating boundaries. Um, and I'll just shed a little bit more is that, you know, when we, we, I find so many of my clients when I first start working with them, they only have one or two wow clients and then the rest are okay. Right. And they're just bringing that revenue. And then there's those ones that are the, I call them the, uh, clients. Uh, it's like not fun. You look at your phone when you're going to have a meeting with them. You're like, Oh, I have to meet with that guy today. Or, you know, um, some, or she's calling me right now and it's not a fun person. It actually takes so much energy from you. And then even when you look at a corporate setting, takes so much energy from the department or your team. And I've had clients like this where my whole company at one point with my ad agency was the whole, the morale was so low and it was our largest client. And I did make the choice to fire them. And I even had a new employee that was just brought in for that client. And she was, she was so afraid she was going to get laid off. And I said, no, we're going to go find other clients. And even if we have to have three clients to replace that one client, I asked them, how many of you would raise your hand right now and say, you know, go get that client back right now because you love working with them. And no one raised their hand. And we did go get other clients and we did change the morale back. We shifted the whole company. It, it pulls the whole company down into the dumps and it, it can affect productivity. And ultimately, I found when you're only working with your wild client, it produces more referrals, more raving fans, more people getting out on, on the internet now sharing this amazing wow experience and the morale of your company, your sales team, all of that is on the rise. So it's a total win-win and you end up like almost all of my clients that have gone for this full bore, we've increased revenue by doing so and even charged more for those wow clients because they're willing to pay more because they want the wow experience as well. So it's, it's quite, quite dramatic. And that's probably as much as I can give you in the short answer there. <laughs> so, well, I like this idea but, of the wow client. You've sold me on it because if, if they can really appreciate what you do for them, yeah, they're, they're going to be willing to pay a little bit more for it. And, and that's good. And it's fun to work with people that appreciate what you do and what you bring to the party. But Steve, how do you make that magic happen? How do you find them? It's it's a great question. And, and so what I typically do is I have people do a writing exercise. Uh, when I'm teaching this, typically it's like a not, at least a 90 minute workshop when I do some of these. What I find is that you actually here, I'll tell you in a nutshell, the writing exercise. And then, you know, for your listeners, they can go do this after the, after they're done listening to this. But you basically, 
um, right, you take a wow client. So the, the trick is to start with one, one wow client, one that you can think of where your heart was beating faster, the client was ecstatic, they were excited. And then what you do is you set a clock. So you set a timer for like 90 seconds. And I do tell some people like to write a little bit more. This is a writing exercise. Don't go any more than three minutes. It's unnecessary. So 90 seconds to three minutes tops and just free write, write as much as you can. And what you're going to be writing is um, what did this wow client receive from you? What was the value they gained from working with you? And then the, and then you keep asking yourself a repeated question after you write that down. What did having that do for them? What did having that do for them? And you keep asking yourself that question until the timer goes off and you keep writing it down. And it doesn't matter if you spell something wrong or you write without punctuation, just write, write, write as fast as you can and write everything that they got. What did having that do for them? And it lets you step in to not just the physical tangible item, like if they bought one of your products, but what did having that product do for them? You know, like for, you know, if it's in the medical side and you have someone with a huge pain and you get rid of their pain relief so much so that they can pick up their grandchild and they don't have the back pain they used to have or something of those, there's an emotional connection that takes place. So you do that and then, then you do another 90 seconds to three minutes and you ask yourself a different question. You say, what would have happened if they chose not to work with you? What would they have lost? So then you write that for about uh, 90 seconds to three minutes. What would they have lost if they didn't work with you? And how would that have affected them? That's the repeating question. How would that have affected them? How would that have affected them? And then we do it one more time. And so if you do this for the maximum of three minutes, this should take you less than 10 minutes for this exercise. So you do the last three minutes is who are they? You know, how old are they? Are they, are they, uh, do they have a family? Are they single? What kind of car do they drive? Everything you know, as much as you know. And I always say, if you don't know uh, that much, then this is where you know that you've got to go survey. You've got to go ask your wow clients who they are, because here's why this exercise is so important. It tells us a lot about the value that you give those wow clients. It also tells you like what would happen if you weren't in the market space for that second question, what would they have lost? That also empowers. I've done this with uh, sales teams and they really understood what would happen if they didn't help their wow client. They would know that it would, it would, be, it would hurt them. So it gave them even more motivation to go make those sales because they knew how much of an impact they made to that wow client. And then the third question tells you where they hang out. You know, like beyond what kind of car they drive, go further. Ask yourself, are they on Facebook? Are they on LinkedIn? What social networks are they on? What events do they go to? What publications do they read? And this allows you to know where to find those wow clients. Because I think so many of us in personal development or, you know, learning in the corporate environment, the five people we hang out with the most is who we become. And so most likely your wow clients are hanging out with other wow clients. So even if your target audience is chief marketing officers, if they're a pretty awesome chief marketing officer, they probably hang out with other awesome chief marketing officers. And they, guess what? They tell their friends. And, and that's why when you have those wow experiences, they tend to share more times than the people that are just okay. 
And then you can even ask them, um, which is the last part. I even, if I don't know how to answer these three questions and I struggle writing for that 90 seconds to three minutes, you don't know how to answer it. Guess what? Call your wild client. Or if you have more than one, hopefully you do. I mean, if you have six to 12, you're doing amazing. And I would call all of them and do like say, Hey, Hey, you know, we're looking at our overall company and we found that you're one of our wow clients. Like you are one of the best clients. In fact, if all of our clients were like you, we would be the happiest company in the world. You know, would you take 15 minutes and answer a few questions because we want to better serve you. And we also want to find more people like you to serve because we truly would only like to work with companies like you or people like you. And it works really well. They get complimented. You get to find more information out. And they tend to start to spend more money with you, too. So I've had clients go through this process and start getting more revenue from their wild clients because they, start, they began this interaction. That may have been a little bit more than you wanted, but that is um, in a nutshell. There's even more in my book, and there's things in there. But that would be the shortest lesson I could try to fit into this um, for you there, Anna. Well, I think there's a a lot of actionable information there. Thank you for that. It's certainly food for thought and helping people focus on not just the features of what they have to offer, but the real benefits. And sometimes that gets, gets lost in translation. But Steve, I have to tell you that I do have some small businesses and even some startups that are listening to this program. They may not have their wow client yet. What can they do? Great question. You know, truly look in the mirror and ask, or with your company, if you're a startup and you have a team, ask the team, who do you want to work with? Start creating rules. Like if you look at vision, mission, and values, and I think it's somewhat being underplayed these days. I mean, some people have had at the top, but I've worked with some startups and they're like, oh, we don't need a vision, mission, value. We know where we want to go. We just want to do this. And they underplay it, but I, I don't. I force all my clients to, you know, and I simplify it by saying this, where the vision is where we're going. The mission is how we're going to get there. And the values is what we live by on the journey. So for instance, if we're going to New York, right, and I'm in California, so let's say I'm going to go to New York and then we decide our mission is to do that on a road trip and have this epic adventure. And then we're going to look at our values and we're going to say, who is allowed in the car? Who's allowed on this road trip, right? Okay, you have to be willing to take showers and you have to be willing to do this. And, you know, all of a sudden we can make a criteria of who we would like to go on a road trip with. And this is the same thing with your business. Like, why would you not take that care in figuring out who you should work with and who's, who are you going to enjoy working? So, so if you're solopreneur, you're just getting started and you have no one, you just really have to look in the mirror and say, honestly, who do you want to work with? And it shouldn't just be the person with the most money because you, you'll end up going down a road. Maybe by chance it'll work out, but you have a high chance of going down a road of not being happy. And I mean, I may be different than other executives and other speakers out there, but I believe that this is our life, you know, um, whatever you believe, whether you, you know, you believe this is your only life or you believe that you're going to, you know, you're going to have a life after this, whatever your belief structure is. We do know one thing that 
you don't get to rewind in this life. So wherever you are in your life right now, whatever age you are, we don't get to stop and say, oh, I'm ready to do this. Let's rewind. You know, let's start over. So when I think about that for anyone, I look at the quality of life. I'm like, why would I hurt myself? And so the, the greatest thing that you get out of this is when you work with people that excites you, you're going to perform better. You're going to have a better business and you're going to have more raving fans. So why wouldn't you define it? So I would encourage you to truly decide who you want to work with. Like, and even on, let's take a, a real estate client that I worked with and um, she wasn't even a broker. So she's a, her own practice. She's doing pretty good. And, you know, I just simply asked her, she's like, how do I do this? She already was in business, but in, you know, young in her career. And I said, what do you love? And she said, you know, I love wine and I love golfing. And I said, okay, great. So then you should go to golf events and wine events and, and, and go, because guess what? Those people buy houses too. And that's what she focused on in her geographic area. She went to all the wine and golf events. She had the time of her life because she got to go play where she wanted to. And then she also did a lot of business with the people she was meeting. So um, go have fun would be my biggest suggestion. Find the people that you can have fun with and then do business with them. That's That would be my suggestion. Well, you know, I can hear some people on the you know, listening right now, thinking to themselves, yeah, that's, that's really well and good, but I've got bills to pay. I can't afford to turn away business right now. So, you know, I'll take any business, especially in a startup mode, because they want to get going. And especially if they want to then attract investors and venture capital money, they need to show sales. So they can't really afford to be so picky, at least in their mind, they're afraid. Any thoughts, suggestions? You're exactly right about the fear. It is a fear. It is a mindset. We think that we have to take any business on. But I've found, and this is uh, not through all my clients, but I found in my, my own personal business, I had it took five times the energy for me with the clients I wasn't supposed to work with than the ones that I was. Um, I just remember the times I had the wrong clients in and and a lot of them were bigger. So I started my ad agency in the mid nineties. So 1996 is when we got going and you didn't have social media and advertising was expensive. So I had to go after these big clients and I did have that mindset, you know, like you're saying, I got to go get anything to pay for my equipment. You know, we had huge amounts of equipment and video and production at that time. And, um, but what I quickly found was when I took on those clients just to say yes for that uh, the dollar to make the money, I drove my business into the ground. We like we would be unhappy. Those clients were unhappy, and ultimately they would, you know, not maybe we kept it good enough that they didn't give us a negative review, but they sure as heck weren't giving like us a, a rave review. And then some of them were the ones that would have a negative reaction because you know, we said yes to something we shouldn't have, and then it didn't go well. And so I found it's actually the fastest way. And I have worked with startups. And when we clearly define the niche market, like the per people that we're meant to work with, it actually adds value. Because I'll tell you a couple points. Number one, it reduces your target audience, typically, which and online right now with online marketing, we can get we can go right in there with a small needle 
and find exactly where the population is of our wow client. We can focus our smaller marketing dollars because a lot of times when you're a startup, you have less dollars and we can uh, be more, uh, make more impressions in a shorter period of time. So we actually increase the value and efficiency of our marketing budget by doing this, by picking a wild client and going after them and only taking those on and turning down the other ones. And then I also tell startups when you're in that space, if you're getting people approaching you that aren't the right fit, build an affiliate marketing, like find someone else that supports that client and then refer them there and get a referral fee because you could actually make money off the people that you don't work with. Um, if you are turning clients on to someone else, they can reduce their marketing. They're willing to pay you for it. So that can be another revenue uh, source for a startup. And then ultimately, what comes back to what I already said, your overall happiness and well-being is going to drive you to get up faster in the morning. I've had my startups, and I was miserable with certain things. And you, it's a crappy morning, you know, like you're getting up miserable and it's already enough work to start a business, let alone have like bad clients. So I am like, I am telling people to draw the line. I am, I know it's scary enough to have a startup. It's even more scary to have bad clients. So even though it's scary to turn down the money, I think the long term and even the short term is a high benefit to have the wow clients. So you really have to just, you know, target that niche market and, and go for it. And you will, you, you, you just kind of have to have a little bit of trust in that you're going to have more success in my, you know, over 20 years experience and, and having done it the wrong way. And now the right way I would call in this situation, I've, I've been able to do more business in a quicker period of time from a dead stop, like from a brand new position or startup by picking my wow client and just going after it. It's uh Hopefully that sheds light. I mean, I know it's still not easy to first do it. I had to, I was scared the first time, but I can sit here and tell you that it is amazing once you once you choose this path. Thank you for sharing those experiences because it's always nice to hear from somebody who's been down the wrong path, realized their mistakes, learned from them, and moved on so that we don't have to repeat them. But you said something very interesting at, at the beginning there about how today with the internet and especially social media, we can just really target, laser target our wow clients. What are some tools that a startup or a small business that doesn't have deep pockets and a lot of resources, what would be the top two or three tools that you would recommend they use in order to zero in on their wow client? That's a great question, Hannah. You First off, you look at where where are they? Just like I was uh, gave, giving that exercise to do the writing exercise. If you look at where your wow client is, um, you find out what they like. Um, you know, if you find that all of your wow clients have attended Tony Robbins, I'm just going to make something up here. You know, it could be anything. It could be. Uh, that they like a certain kind of food. And, you know, you just find statistically that most of your wild clients like a certain thing. And so when you're building that demographic, you want to look at what are they doing socially. Um, But so on things like Facebook, you can uh, make a target and it's not hard. And, you know, right now I wouldn't be able to tell you what button to push, but there are people that train on Facebook advertising and you can get a really cheap class and learn where to push the buttons. 
But I'll tell you this, you can only target people that have, uh, that are, that are linked or liked Tony Robbins. So like anybody in the sphere of Tony Robbins, you can put out your business and you can test anywhere from $20 to $100 to see if you can get any engagement from that. And then you, um, you know, and one thing that I also suggest is when you're doing this, there's only really, I've found two major things that go wrong when you're starting out and you're trying to make these inroads. And that is that you have the wrong audience or the wrong message. So if you know for a fact your wow client is hanging out in a certain audience and they don't partake in your advertisement, they don't click in, then you know it's the wrong message. You're saying the wrong words. So it gives you, it leads clues to what you should work on. But I guess in short, to come back to your main question is you've got to find out where they're hanging out. So you've got to do that much research and you can do it yourself. It doesn't mean you have to hire a research firm. You can really look at your wow clients and start profiling them a little bit on where they hang and call them. Like I said, you can do some surveys even before you launch your company. You can say, hey, we found that you are potentially our wow client and maybe give them a gift. Maybe spend some money to even get them to talk to you, but give them something. It's worth it. Even if you're like tight on your budget, I tell even marketing clients to take your whole marketing budget for the month and pay for gifts for surveying to find out information and then start your marketing the next month with the same budget. Because if you don't have the right information, you don't know what to say in your advertisements and you don't know where to put them. And thereby you have a jeopardy of losing a lot of marketing dollars. So, so I just want to know those two things again, who's my wow client and then where do they hang out and then put the right message in front of them and you will be able to, uh, to get going. It's, it's simple steps. You got to do a little bit of work there, but, or hire someone if you can afford that, but you just got to find those, um, those particulars. And once you have that, it's kind of like getting them on the scope and finding those people. And then you just, you just go for it. So that's the beauty of the online. You can find people if you find out what they like and then go find those people in those social circles that they like a certain kind of tea. Like, so if you're going after mommy groups and maybe there's, you know, there's like certain blogs that are really successful, like mommy and me blogs or different things, then maybe I would put all my advertising around that because I want to be all around mothers and that's it. Then I can be, and, and then that's not even good enough. It could be mothers that want to be eco-friendly. There could, there's a whole group on that, you know? And so you can get so precise um, that it's un, unbelievable. Anybody that tells me they can't find their niche then I tell them, I have uh, two little girls and they were getting into My Little Ponies. And then one day we stumbled upon this online. There's a thing called bronies. It's, it's adult men that like ponies. And I know it's a funny thing to bring up on this, on this show here, but I, it's I, something I use in my courses as a lesson that if you think there isn't anything, there's nothing in your section, there is so many niche markets. And after we found that, we were at Comic-Con for my son, and they had a booth. These brony people, they have a booth. So I was like, oh, my gosh, they're big enough. They have a booth at Comic-Con. They, uh, there is a niche for almost anything nowadays. So you, you can find them. Just get out there, start looking, find it, and start spending time there. That would be uh, the best choice. There's something for everyone. It's that long tail, and uh, the Internet certainly makes it 
more available and more interesting, makes it easier, I should say, for people to find like-minded people around the world. It's not just your local geography. It can be from anywhere, and, and that's what allows them to bond. So, yeah, it is a remarkable tool, and that Brony example is just one way that it uh, it has <laughs> captured. So you, you can find your niche. So thank you for that. We just need to get inspired to do that. You know, Steve, you've got an amazing, I can tell just from your enthusiasm that you care deeply about this topic and helping people making a difference so that their products and services can make a difference. Tell me, how did you get involved with this line of work? Did you have an influencer somewhere in your career that, that helped helped you down this path? You know, it's interesting to ask. It, it kind of goes back to my young age. I, I think, yes, I have many people that have influenced me in my life, but I think the biggest influence was my own life, my journey. You see, my father uh, worked all the time. I grew up in Silicon Valley in California, and I mean, I just remember growing up and I, I would go to bed and my dad would still be gone. He'd still be at work and I'd wake up in the morning, you know, eager to maybe go see him and then he'd be off to the next day. And while I have the utmost respect and gratitude for everything he did for us, you know, growing up, I, you know, ultimately still want to have a dad. And so from that childhood state, I, when I went to college and started my company, my main mission was to have freedom to build something. That's why I became an entrepreneur and started companies because I saw that, you know, being working for somebody else wasn't the answer. But then I also quickly learned that being an entrepreneur wasn't the answer either because I was working more than my dad. Um, And it's through my journey of over 12 years of just knocking on walls and working way harder, being unhealthy, almost losing my marriage. I think it was the big turning point of becoming a father at the end of that period. And it changed my world. I was like, I cannot be my dad. And it really forced me to rethink everything. I can definitely relate to your story, Steve. I had a similar experience growing up and I too value work-life balance very much. Well, it looks like we're just about out of time. And I want to thank you for joining me today and sharing these powerful tips about how to find the wow client. Of course, for listeners who want more information about you, We're going to have the link to you, your book, Capture Clients and Close Deals at businessconfidentialradio.com. That's businessconfidentialradio.com. And we're also going to have a special link to that free set of questions that you need to ask yourself in order to identify your wow client. So again, those links are on businessconfidentialradio.com. Thank you for joining me today. You can get more information about today's guest, and the show notes on our website, businessconfidentialradio.com. And connect with me on social media. I'd love to hear from you and stay in touch. Next week, Business Confidential Now with Hannah Hazel Kelchner will be back with more business information and inside scoop you need to succeed in your business. Till then, 